Welcome to the Launch and Standout Podcast, brought to you by the Launch and Standout Agency. So today we're here with Tim Monson, and I always want to call you Tim Monsoon because of the name <laughs> of your business. Everybody does, right? everybody does. Right? So yeah. I, I tell people all the time, I'm smart, but I'm not. So okay. I'm not right. smart, I'm not smart, and my brain's an autopilot on the, on the monsoon, so I just had to say that. So <laughs> it's I, all good, it's we all got, good. We got Tim here. Uh, my disclaimer is I, I come to Tim's uh, business once, oh. twice a week, and my main man, Justin, I got to shout out Justin. Heck yeah. He, he buys my drinks every time, so shout out Justin. Dude, throwing those chai lattes back, <laughs> man. <laughs> all day. <laughs> so, so, Tim. I want to I want to jump right in, man. And that's Tim's daughter. You're in the background. I love it. I'm, I'm here for it, man. Dad it's a has, family business, that's man. That's right. Hashtag dad first. She's great. So what made you want to start your own business? Okay. That's a that that's a great way to get into what we're doing here. Um, so I started back in 2013. Um, I. You know, before that, I've got a lot of experience doing both uh, front of house, back of house, restaurant industry, um, coffee shop management, um, and a little bit of risk management and stuff in between. Um, 2013, my wife and I got married. Uh, She started her master's program. I was finishing up my bachelor's, and we got a really awesome surprise that we weren't counting on, which is we, we found out we we're gonna have our daughter. Um, and it kind of just shook us up like really hard. <laughs> made us, Shift stuff a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it made us stop everything we were doing and kind of reanalyze what was happening in the world. And so, um, yeah, I, I kind of took a second and I was like, you know what? I can't spend the rest of my life working for other people's dreams. Um, right. So I've got to find a way to, to make it on my own. And, and uh, coffee ended up being the thing that, that took us there. I was, I, you know, I had a good amount of experience running cafes um, and I had just started playing around with roasting coffee. Um, I had worked with a guy on a startup out in Worcester who was providing our coffee. He took us in, kind of showed me how the process works, you know, before it gets to making it in the cup. Okay. Um, and I was fascinated by it. So I started roasting at home, playing around with a popcorn popper, um, messing up a whole lot of stuff um, and reading and an absorbent amount of books. So hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me pause. Let me pause you there. Yeah, yeah. So you started working with this guy, and then you just started experimenting with coffee at home. Yeah. So so I was part of a uh, startup coffee shop out in Worcester, and the guy we were getting coffee from, I would come and he'd be like, "Well, we can blend this and that, and let's taste this." I mean, we would taste the coffee separately and blend it together, and that was the first time I was like, "Whoa!" Like. Coffee's not just coffee. Like a coffee from Colombia was so different than a coffee uh, from Guatemala. It was okay. the first time it kind of blew my mind to like, not all coffee's the same. So that that sounds like sounds like at, at that moment or in that time it made you become obsessed with coffee. Like you became really a little bit more. Like I I love the business aspect of things. I love you know retail management, the fast paced environment, the stress. Like. I kind of, I thrive under that pressure sometimes. Okay. You know, like there's a weird, like either you love it or you hate it. And the people that love it really love it. And I happen to be one of those people. Um, I tried working an office job and I couldn't do it. But yeah, that was the point when I was like, oh, like aside from operations, here's something I can like, I can really get into. Um, And and so I was like, well, like I want to experiment at home because there's lots of people doing it, you know, first off. 
it'll cost me five bucks a pound versus 15 to start roasting at home. So, you know, like, let's have a little fun and, and make some mistakes and, and see what happens. Makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I want to I jump back because you said something cool. You talked about the stress and, and hustle of bustle that comes with running a business. And, and, and I'm the same way, man. Like, I would take the quote-unquote chaos that comes with running a business, putting all the pieces together, figuring out the systems. Like, if you put me behind someone's desk in an office... They'll, they'll think I'm great, but I'll be dying this every second I'm there. And oh, it's yeah. not because yeah. I can't work with someone. It's just that how my brain works, it loves figuring out stuff. Yeah. So, like, and to me, in a job, the system's already figured out, and you just got to do step one, step two, step three, step right. four every day. You know what I mean? It's like, it's different. So, yeah. let, let's, let's talk a little, little bit about just that and, and uh, the stress of running the business. Sure. What, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, so it's, you know, like when you work for somebody else, um, they'll kind of give you direction on what to do or maybe exactly what to do. Maybe you're, you know, let's say in a retail environment, you're running a coffee bar, you're taking orders, making drinks, serving drinks, cleaning, right? When it's your own thing, like it never stops. You know, you can't just like clock out and be done for the day. The dishes are done. Let's go home. You know, it's like you're you're pushing yourself to like, all right, here's what we're doing for operations this week. Here's what our goals are for the year. year. Here's what our five-year plan is like. And, and in order to achieve what you're setting out to do, you need to keep making progress forward. You can't just stop and say, all right, I'm good with, you know, making X amount of lattes per week and serving up, you know, this many bags of tea and this many bags of coffee going out the door. You know, there's, there's always more to do. Um, and it takes a lot of balance to be able to figure that out of like, when do I, when do I set things down for the day? When do I know that, hey, I got to pick this up another time because I got to go spend time with my daughter. I have to go spend time with my wife. You know, there's finding that balance. But it yeah, it's a lot different when you want to have your own business um, because there's things that will never be done. Things never stop. Um, so I'm, I'm, that, that, that makes perfect sense. I'm a, I'm a because because your wife and daughter was your shit. They, they <laughs> left. But so so let's talk a little bit about that briefly. Like what's the rewards of being a business owner and a family man like sure. how's 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 being a business owner allow you to do things in that sector of your life that if you had a regular day-to-day you wouldn't be able to do yeah i mean it's got it's got pros and cons like everything else um like for me personally i'm out the door i'm out the door of my house at the latest like 5 30 every morning right so i'm not there when my wife and my daughter get up and have breakfast but at the same time I'm able to go pick up my daughter from school at one o'clock and basically be done for the day. Maybe get a couple things done here and there, but I can take my daughter with me. She can cruise and do whatever I need to do with, with me and we can spend time together. Um, and so versus, you know, having to go and work a regular day job where like, let's say the prime eight hours of the day, you know, eight thirty to five, nine day. to five, right. you're missing, you're missing out on a lot. And so like part of what we have set up is that, I want time structured to be able to be away from the business um, while still achieving things, while still making money, um, and be able to commit time to having my having my time with my family. Because um, I see a lot of, well, somebody told me once that you can have a business or you can have a family, but you really can't do both successfully. And so that really challenged me to be like, hey, you know, I'm going to set boundaries so that I, if I wasn't married, if I didn't have a daughter. 
I could probably work 80, 90 hours a week and, and literally just, just sleep here. Right. <laughs> Live, breathe, sleep, everything monsoon. Um, but because I do have a family, I have to draw some lines and it, it slows up our progress a little bit of how fast I want to get somewhere. Um, but it also takes, it, it makes me stop and take time to be like, well, is the direction we're going really the right direction? Or do we need to reassess? You know, so we have a little more time. It takes longer to grow, but the growth is a little more authentic and it's, and it's what we want to be, you know? So people give us a hard time, uh, because we're closed on Sundays and then we're closed on Mondays. Um, but for me too, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like, you know, it, it's like making, making another two days of sales is not worth the sacrifice right. of losing time with my family, right. you know? And so when you're, when you're starting a business, you have to create those values for yourself. Otherwise, things are just going to fall apart really fast. You know, I've seen so many entrepreneurs and business owners that get into it and then they don't, they don't take that time to go on a date. They don't take that time to read their kids' bedtime stories. And all of a sudden, you know, they're a few years in, they're getting a divorce. You know, maybe the business is cranking, but their family life is right. just trash, right? And like, so it's really firm about like, I don't want that. I don't want that to happen because, you know, my family means more than than a business, yeah. you know, and it's part of the reason why we started the business is so that we could have a little bit more of that freedom. Awesome. And and I'm glad you, that's a good segue because I want to go back to uh, you obsessing with the coffee and how that had become a business. But I got to commend you on that, making that a conscious decision oh, to yeah. keep your family you. in the forefront. Like most people don't don't tend to do that. They, the, 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 the quote unquote logic is, well, I'll make all this money and then on the back end, we can do all the stuff together. Right, it'll work out later. Right. It doesn't. No, because <laughs> you, you, you think about it, what yeah. happens is your kids grow, right? right? And they don't have the close, tight-knit, relation, tight-knit relationship with you because you didn't spend that time. Right. And then they're older and they're like, dad, you're corny now. Like, I don't want to be around you. Yeah. And then you. But you got the stack of money, but your kids aren't feeling you. So like, yeah. I, I think it's great that you plan that in there because it... And, which what I see from what you just said is you you feed in both ends because right. time is the most valuable commodity, right? And then running Absolutely. the business uh, gives you the money to do the things you want to do at that time. And, right. and I, I gotta really once again commend you for feeding both pots, and that's yeah. that's a smart way to think. You know, and we both and we we're we're all involved. So you know, Andrea's Andrea's my business partner. She's here. She does everything. Anything you ever see online, anything that's curated, that's that is all her. Um, she helps come up with the product design and logos and, you know, on Saturday, you know, she works a full-time job too. So aside from doing Monsoon, my wife's working a full-time job. She's carrying, you know, a lot of the bills, she's carrying our insurance and she's hustling to be able to make sure that we can still do this so that one day maybe we can only do Monsoon right. in the future. You know, so you'll see her on, on, uh, on her day off on Saturday, she's here slinging lattes for everybody. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, she kicks me off of the bar, you know, because she wants to be incredibly involved. So like, we're all, we're, all three of us are here. We're all part of it. It's, it's, yeah. it's a huge part of our lives, um, but yeah, taking time, taking time. Is no, that, 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 that's great in itself too, because when, you know, I, I believe when, when families run businesses together, logical businesses, uh, especially when kids are involved, like they, kids get to see that hard work pays off. Oh yeah. They learn to embrace hard work. They learn to embrace doing the things it takes to succeed and not thinking it's like some kind of, you know, 
magic formula right. for something to happen. Like kids that grow up not, not in business families, they don't really understand the process of building something because they never seen it. You could, I mean, right. they got YouTube and all the other stuff, but there's nothing like hearing mom and dad talk about cash flow or profit right. and loss statement. Right. I mean, and, and, right. and not being afraid of those things, yep. right? And just that becomes a part of the kids' normal day-to-day diction. Like my sons, they've been knowing about uh, 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 assets and liabilities. Mm-hmm since they were two, three years oh, old, yeah. you know what I mean? I was like, just yesterday, my daughter, she was like, oh yeah, I gotta go get my bag, the one that has the Monsoon logo on it. And like, when I was five years old, I didn't right. know, if you told me what a, what a brand logo was, like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> I didn't know that. Right, it's true, you know? it's so true. It's, yeah, you get a certain dialogue and a certain understanding um, when you grow up in that, that, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it'll help her in the future, you know, right yeah. now she says she wants to be a coffee roaster. If she does, Great. that's so cool, if she doesn't, you know great, that's okay great. you know an astronaut coffee roaster you know like you know I, use the skills I, for whatever i want her to see that she can try to chase after her dreams and, and accomplish anything that she can really hustle for that's right it. you know that's it. i'm with that yeah okay so speaking of hustle so you, you you become obsessed with with coffee how do you go from learning so much about coffee to being a business owner like how what what was that process yeah like? i took it i you know, so I'm a little more conservative than, than some people when it comes to taking steps to jump in. Okay. Um, so I started with a proof of concept. Uh, you know, I, my dad uh, gave me a space in his garage. I framed it out, built it into like this little place where I could run a cottage kitchen license. And um, I had like three home roasters going at one time. You know, I, I think I spent like, I don't know, let's say 1500 bucks, right? I formed a proof of concept where I was making six to 800 bucks a month um, slowly. You know, it took me about, I don't know, four to five months. Okay. So, you know, my friends were buying it, my family was buying it, and they were spreading the word a little bit, right? And then um, while I was doing that, we, Andrew and I were working on our business plans. So, um, you know, everything from our vision to our five-year financial projections um, and what we thought it could look like and I took we took that over to the Massachusetts Small Business Development Center mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and met with one of their advisors over there and said, hey, you know, this is what we're looking at doing. Like, are we crazy or is this like something that is this really feasible? And they were like, well, yeah, yeah, this is really solid. Like, go and do this. Otherwise, somebody else is going to. Right. Um, and so after, man, I want to say 10 months of that space in the garage, I signed a lease in Springfield right down on the south end at a. 350 square foot space inside a big warehouse building um, on the third floor. And I got an equipment loan for, I think like, uh, it was somewhere around 10 grand. Um, and then I used a credit card for, for like the little things like paint and lights mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how we started up, you know, until the January 1st, 2018, we opened our doors. Now, I wanna ask you something about that. Well, two things. You did it the smart way. That's how I actually started Sneaky Cakes too. I yeah. started selling. My mother-in-law bought, and then when she she went to baby shower, she came back with orders, and I was like, okay, people want this, and right. that's 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 a safe way to do right, it, right. To, to go because you got cash flow coming in, so right. now, and you and you understand who your customers are, what they look like, yep. so you can go find more of those. So that that was smart. So to get a 
was it difficult for you to get a commercial loan for someone that doesn't know yeah. what's that look like so I, I at first i tried to get a lot of work i tried to get like working capital and like just the banks just kind of just laughed at me <laughs> right because you know i didn't soon. have a track oh, record oh, yeah right. it's too soon you need like a couple years of financials mm-hmm. to really prove yourself right um but an equipment loan is like it's it's almost as easy to get a credit card right because they have a physical asset they that do. they can take back if you default right so like you know uh it's like what like two-thirds 60 something percent of restaurants fail within the first year the food business is the food industry is hard right mm-hmm. um so if you can make it about three years you're you're pretty good and that's usually when a bank will look at you and and say all right we can we can get you some working capital right. for, and, and that's for a decent and, step. and that's not the banks being jerks is just they're in the business of making money they want to know you, you as we all about. are right. right 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 so you know like unsecured capital is a lot harder to get versus you know like if you can finagle like, yeah, I need this much for equipment to be able to produce and make X amount of sales, that's a lot easier right. to get. You can have your proof of concept. You can say, this is what we're going to do. This is the equipment I need. You can sign your life away. And, you know, if you fail, they're going to take that equipment back from you and you're probably going to have to pay them some money. Um, but it's easier to obtain. And then, you know, for the little bit of working capital we needed, as much as I don't like credit, I had to use a credit card. I got myself a 0% interest credit card for 24 months. Had the sucker paid off as soon as I possibly could and called it a day. Smart. I mean, you know, um, so there's ways to figure it out. You know, a worst case scenario, personal loan. I really don't advocate for mm-hmm. taking out private equity. Um, I, I don't really like loans. Right. Um, and that's just me. Um, that's just a personal thing. Well, see, that's, but that, I, I like what you said there, too. And even what you're saying overall is that. There's different ways to approach it and, and know yourself, know your yeah. spending habits, know know what you how you approach money. Right. Don't all money isn't good money. I'm hearing yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff suddenly that you oh, say. Absolutely. And I mean and and, and I, once again, so far my favorite thing is that lean approach. Like I always like to say business is, is common sense, man. It's just common sense. Like yeah. don't go after this big pie in the sky. Yeah, you gotta start small. Right. If you bite off more than you can chew, you're gonna choke on it. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? It's true. Honestly, like it, it scares me when I see these people coming out of the gate with you know a hundred, two hundred, three hundred grand in the hole, and they haven't sold anything yet. Like that's that. Like you want to talk about stress? Like I don't want that stress on right. my shoulders. Right? right. Like I want I want like a solid bet. I want a safe bet where I'm like. All right, maybe I'm not going to roll out the gate and make a half mil in my first year in revenue. But at the same time, I'm not going to be choking in debt, right. trying to pay my bills and scrounging every month. Like I want to I want to be comfortable. I, I don't want to have to I don't want to have to spend my time worrying about financials so much that I can't work on the progress. So, you know, my, so I'm glad you said that, too. My, my whole thing with business and that business expenses, I always say, OK, worst case scenario. If, if 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 this business doesn't do the way or what I think is going to do, can I drive Uber to pay off the debt? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, I could do 10 days of Uber and cover that. Then I'm in because right. I'm committing myself to 10 days of my time. Right. Mm-hmm. If the business doesn't do what I think. Yeah. Now, if I can't, if I have to. Worst case scenario, I have to do this and this and this and this and this to make it happen that risk reward isn't worth it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, new and old, they, they they tend to throw caution to the wind 
right. because they think everything's going to work out perfectly. And yeah. you, you almost have to approach it like if everything doesn't work out. Oh, yeah. You have to plan plan for everything to go wrong and rejoice when it doesn't. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. So 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 you got the you got the uh the, the, the loan for the equipment. Yep. What was next? Um so then it was kinda like finding our target demographic and, and finding how we were going about it. And we had a rough idea of who our customer base was. Yep. Um I thought I would have a lot more brick and mortar sales. And what I found out is that not a lot of people wanted to come to the south end of Springfield to uh uh I didn't think it was sketchy, but there was there was people that didn't feel very comfortable mm-hmm. coming to our establishment because of other things around it. Okay, um, and then walking up three flights of stairs in a warehouse and trying to find us in a maze which, wasn't convenient for them. But what we found out was that everybody is more than willing to buy coffee on our website and have it drop like have it dropped at their door. Okay, so I was like, all right, cool. If you were on our website, we'll be like Amazon. Forty eight hours, it's at your doorstep. I'm delivering it myself. And so that's what we did. So okay. we did that. We got into farmer's markets, which helped us form new markets. So we were in Springfield, but all of a sudden we put ourselves in a farmer's market in Westfield and we have a whole new demographic of customers in Westfield. And guess what? You miss the farmer's market? Hop on our website. It'll be at your house in two days. Smart. You know, so I had to put in, because I got a really, really cheap warehouse space for production, um, we didn't have the brick and mortar sales. But we made up for it with the customer awesome. service, right? You know, right. smart. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to jump into that customer service because, like I said, I I come here once, sometimes twice a week, and and this is what's the what's the address here? So we're uh, we're at two seventy Albany Street, uh, but most people around here know it as Gasoline, Gasoline Alley. Alley. Yeah. <laughs> so so when I Al Al Santanillo yeah brought me here the first time from. Um, and I always forget Al's business. He's a mark. What's Al's business? Oh, my goodness. The Creative Strategy yes, Agency. Yes, yeah. that's right. So Al from, from the Creative Strategy Agency. He's an awesome here. dude. Yeah. yeah. And and I walk in, and, you know, I'm from the islands. And, I, like, right away I got that island vibe. Yeah. Like, it was super chill. And then I think I might have – did I meet – no, I met you first. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I met was Andrea you? first. Ah, uh, Okay. Cause she was she was here the first time, yep. And I was like, man, this is cool. And she's telling me, yeah, we wanted to feel like this and that. And then I was like, Al gives me the, I, cause I never, I'm I'm always, a, I like to go somewhere as a newbie. Like, what's good here, you know? I don't, yeah, yeah. And Al, I forgot what he got me, some coffee, but it was so great. Is it the espresso tonic? I think that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what he goes for. And then, but I just liked the feel of the place yeah so it feels like something special like it doesn't feel i i feel like it feels like what starbucks would have been when they first wanted that living room feel all right i'll take right? that yeah yeah yeah. because now it's, it's kind of away from that but right this this has that feel and i hope you guys never lose it as you hey, expand it and grow i hope so too right but but what what i like too is like when i walked in i felt like i was a part of something my first nice. time being here. That's cool. Like, you know, I, I didn't have to come like 10 times for you guys to know me, right. for me to feel like I was a part of something. Immediately, I felt it. And then when I was sitting out front, the other customers were friendly and they were sitting and talking yeah. and chilling. It was a vibe. Like, yeah. I literally felt like how I feel sitting on the beach in the Bahamas, just chilling, meeting new people. Nice. Right? Is cool. that is that kind that's, of energy. That's right? encouraging to hear, man. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And then, and then and the, the, the coffee is great. 
every I, and I know I, what I normally get. Because I see I messed up because I messed around and got that, that green, green tea. tea that. No, you usually get a chai tea latte. And uh, man, sometimes you make it dirty. Yep. Add that CBD right in. That's it. So, Heck yeah, man. So check this out. So here's the whole thing. I for, the lady up front. Mary. Mary. Yeah. I'm talking to Mary today and I go, Mary, this, this thing's just dirty. I don't even know what it means, but I, I know I'm going to get it. And she, then she broke it down. <laughs> it was, what's the dirty? What's that mean? We throw an espresso shot right in there, man. But the and it, but she was she was breaking it breaking it down man. But so anyway, I was like, yeah, you know, but I, I when I come here, man, it's just like a it's just, it's just such a chill vibe. Like I, I yeah. just I, I I that is my hope. Like I said, as you guys expand, take that Thanks, man. man, because that's the thing that most people want and need. And when you guys listen to this, and you got to come check it out, like it's just oh yeah, please come. Yeah, seriously. No, I mean this 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 shop is. I mean, honestly, being here is a dream come true. Like, like I said, we were in that small little warehouse space. In in five months, I maxed out the capacity I could do on the machine I bought. Right. So by May of 2018, I was like roasting 45, 50 hours a week, and I was like, we gotta wow. we gotta move somewhere where we can like grow. Like, I can't grow in this tiny little room. And so we ended up opening in this spot on Gasoline Alley. Um, seven months later, January 1st of 2000. Um, what is it? 2019. <laughs> it's been a yeah. We've been here a little bit over a year now. Um, but you know, which is which was a whole other expansion, right? Um, but the vibe that we wanted to create was exactly that. So at the time when we started planning for a build out, um, we were hanging out down in um, in Woodwood in Miami. So my, my wife has some family in, in the Miami area um, and the rest of her family is from Costa Rica. So we really wanted to create that um, welcoming, super artistic and, and unique and different vibe. Um, but any place I've ever worked at, I've always wanted to create an environment where anybody that comes in feels welcome and involved. And, yeah, and that's, you nailed that. That's super key to anything we do. Um, because I mean, I mean, we might make good coffee, but if your experience isn't good, if, if you know, if, if you know, everything is short at the counter or somebody's rude, you know, I don't want to come back. No. Um, you know, and not to say we're always perfect. There are times when we, you know, make, make mistakes. Um, or maybe we're having a bad day and, or something just comes off wrong. But if we can provide an awesome experience where you leave happy, regardless of the drink or a bag of coffee, like, like, that's what we're going for. So, you know, there's nice warm colors, nice warm light. We got plants, you know, it's all open air. Um, and the way Gasoline Alley is lined up, it just kind of makes it this bohemian oasis. Yeah. It's is just, yeah, it's survive, man. It's a whole different world, <laughs> man. <laughs> so, yeah. so I want to, I want to ask you these questions, the next couple of questions, sure. but it's more like a lot of high school kids listen to the podcast. Yeah. So I want I want you to talk to to, to those people specifically for okay, these cool. questions. Okay, right on. So, where would you like to see your business in two years, five years, and ten years? Mm, okay, so um, there's stuff I can talk about for the two year. There's stuff I can't talk. Okay, about. Um, in in two years from right now, I'd love to just to be be about double the revenue I'm at right now. Good. Um, it, with 
with the single retail. Um, I would like to work myself out from being behind the bar making an espresso. Mm-hmm. As much as I love connecting with the customers, um, in order to grow, I stifle myself sometimes. Right. You gotta work on the business. Right. The so business. we wanna yep. be able to we wanna, we wanna be able to hire on in the next two years about four to five people in a combination of part time and full time. Okay. Um, and, and work on developing a bit more of uh, social capital with different different entrepreneurs, different food businesses, um, and, and branch out a little bit in that way. Um, in five years, we want to be we want to hit just about that, probably between uh, a two and three million dollar revenue mark a year. Mm-hmm. Um, at which point, you know, a place like this would be like a full sit down cafe. Got it. Um, whereas right now during the week, we're mainly grab and go. Um, sit down, have a meeting if you need it, but it's usually a quick bite. Um, I want we want to get to the place where it's the full on sit down experience, perfect uh, with curated menus and, and I could see it. Yeah, um, and then mm-hmm. uh, yeah, in ten years, I'm hoping, hoping um, that will be a nice little food group with a, a few satellite locations. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, in general, so that's I mean, generally speaking, that's that's kind of our goals right now. And I, I like what you said that there's some things I can't say and some things I can't say. And well, you can't and, you can't and, let everything and out I, of bed. And I always tell people, you know, you, you have to, for the most part in business, move in silence. Right. But you just get it done, and then when it's done, you go, it has to be did. Yeah. And that's a big mistake a lot of people make too. They they, they add pressure to themselves, one, by laying it all out. Right. And, and, and not, you know, not everyone, not all, not all energy is good energy. Not all good money is good money. So sometimes people kind of start blocking doors for you. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, that's not to say that's going to happen. I'm just saying that to the listeners. You don't always have to spread your business. And sometimes things change. So you might say you're heading in this direction, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get a year into it. You're starting to head towards that direction. Shift. And a different opportunity comes up. You bring it to your board. If you have a board of advisors, I would recommend every, everybody that's running a business to have one around them. Put smarter people around you. It's going to help you in the long run. It's true. <laughs> right? Um, but you might say, hey, Hey, board of advisors, how you doing? This is where we were going, but all of a sudden this new opportunity has presented itself. Do we have to make a lateral shift? Do we close down door A completely and go towards B? Do we drop B? It's not a good opportunity. What do you think is a good way to go? And and a lot of times you can stifle yourself if you've already committed by right. telling everybody you're right. doing this or by not having a board around you to say, hey, that option really stupid you might not want to go down that road maybe we should think about this before you, there, you know if you don't have people to bounce your ideas off of that that you can have in confidence as advisors you're kind of left with like you know what do we you, you're the expert do? you're set yeah you're the expert <laughs> you know so with that being said how how does one form a board of advisors because like that sounds fancy, right? I hear board of it advisors does. and I think of Fortune 500 yeah. company. Like- oh, yeah. I'm literally in the process of, of forming mine right now. So we're on our third year of business. Uh, we've gotten this far with Andrew and I. Um, but I have a team of people around me that I've met over the past three years. You know, somebody that helps us with not only my accountant, but financial projections mm-hmm. and accounting, mm-hmm. right? Um, decisions on what's the best way to budget if we're going to make a move to expand in this direction versus that direction. You know, somebody that's a good business advisor overall, um, having somebody as a trusted like attorney 
that maybe you have on retainer, maybe you don't, to say, hey, the, here's the legal implications of moving in that direction. You know, kind of having people that can cover your bases of everything you're doing mm-hmm. within the business that will help fill out your business plan and help you expand and grow effectively and safely. So you, you just broke that down. Perfect, man. Yeah. You, you broke that. This the same logic that you used when you were in the garage. Right. You use now. Right. Business is common sense. I, I, I love yeah. it. Yeah, so. oh, absolutely. It also helps to have uh, a couple creative people, an artist, entrepreneurs, people who who will not only look at the practical implications of things, but also the creative and crazy side of it to say, well, this is the this is this is the crazy spectrum of the planet we can go to, and then the other people will bring bring the common sense back down to it to find right. that middle ground. Right. You know. Right. Um, but yeah. So two two last questions before we wrap up. Talk to your high school self. And and, and you're sitting in in Miss Whoever's class and you you dreaming. Yeah. Right. What what would you tell your your high school self about what you're gonna do and how to do it, what what to avoid. Like what what's that advice yeah. you're giving? Uh if I was talking to myself in high school, I would have said, uh, wait a year before going to college and go to community college off the bat. And why? Why? Because uh, I'm uh, I consider myself a little bit lucky. I'm only sitting in forty five grand in student loans, right? I got friends I got friends, a couple who together owe a quarter million dollars in student wow. loans. Wow. That's a that's a decent mortgage right yeah, there, yeah. and you got you have a piece of paper to show for it, right? Right. So you know, I went to school for business. I majored in business admin, minored in sustainable business practices. But if you had asked me when I started going to college if I was going to use that for something, I would have told you, hell no. Yeah. You know, like I went because everybody told me to go to college. Um, but I wish I had waited until I figured out this is the direction I want to go, and kind of experimented with different places, working in different industries. Um, I think I still would have ended up where I am now, um, but I would have been a little bit wiser for it. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's that's what I tell myself. Wait a year before going to college awesome. and figure out, figure out the direction you want to go before committing to something. Awesome. Yeah. And, and then my last question, what would you tell someone that was, was really wanting to be an entrepreneur um, and looking to get into business like what, what would that advice be to them find something you're already decent at and then study it a lot more um don't just go on youtube and say you're gonna do something and and think you're gonna be awesome like that take time dedicate your time to it and and really work on that hustle before you try to sell um you know like when it comes to like coffee roasting before we opened the retail i i had hundreds of roasting hours Logs, textbooks, scientific data, books on books, like just all this information. And a lot of people come to me like, oh, yeah, I want to roast coffee and open a coffee shop. And I'm like, start reading. You know, it, it is a science. Like master your craft so that when you go to sell it, you're not thinking about how to do your, how to learn your craft. You've already done that. Get get behind what you want to do and then go and sell it. That's you it. Master your craft, man. Yeah. Do the do the long, lonely, boring work. Put the time in. Yeah, it Tim, takes time. Tim, this was this was so amazing, man. Like you dropped so many quick nuggets on people. 
I don't. They, That's cool, man. You know, I mean, they have to go back and listen to this two, three times because you Hopefully. dropped a lot of stuff on here right that, on. that people may miss, and because it 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 sounds like straight common sense. But it's different when you're doing it. You need that common sense. I repeat that over yeah. and over. It's just it's common sense, man. Absolutely. So, hey, thank you so much. What's yeah. your website, man? Oh, man, yeah. You can uh, hit us up at monsoonroastery.com, Facebook, Instagram. I think we just got our YouTube channel going, too. Awesome. Um, yeah, or stop in the shop. If you're in the Springfield area, come down to Gasoline Alley, get a latte, buy a bag of coffee. It's... Uh, that's what we do. Yeah, just come experience it. It's amazing, man. Yeah, come thank, experience it. Thank you again, man. Time <laughs> is the most thank valuable you. commodity. Thank you for spending some time with Dude, me, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. This was great. This is the best. Thanks <laughs> for having me on. Yes, sir. <laughs>